Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan, and welcome back to the Fandom Optimists. This is the show where we love our stories, and we love when they bring us together. I am joined this week by my good friend, Blue, to talk about the final two episodes of She-Hulk. Blue, how are you doing today? I just woke up 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I woke up uh, 30 minutes ago, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a whole lot better off. Hey, you're but... doing three times better than me, then. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so She-Hulk is over, and these final two episodes, man, let me tell you, between just a lot going on last week, and my voice kind of had a bit of a relapse last week, I was heartbroken that I did not do a Fandom Optimist episode just on episode eight of She-Hulk, but at least we get to talk about it now. This is full spoilers for the final two episodes of She-Hulk, if for some reason you've been waiting until now. To binge the whole series, you, you know, watch it. P- pause, watch eight and nine, come back. Um, yeah. So, so Daredevil. Oh, can I can I say one um, non-spoiler, uh, like quick review sentence about She-Hulk? If anybody's like, I'm not sure if I'm going to see it. Sure. If you're one of those people that get annoyed that every Marvel movie and every Marvel series kind of feels the same or ends kind of the same way. <laughs> uh, She-Hulk addresses that very strongly. So yes. you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Well, depends on why you're annoyed that they all end the same. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, mean, I know there's a lot of people who are annoyed they all end the same who are really just wanting to be annoyed yeah. and you'll, oh. you'll find something to be annoyed with here. I promise yeah, you. If you're, if you're that kind of person, shut the fuck up, get off this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you're that kind of person, you're not a fandom optimist. You probably shouldn't be listening to this because yeah. you probably disagree with every single thing we say about everything. Yeah. You contrarian little bitch. Um, <laughs> if you're someone that, genuinely is like, I wish there was a little bit more variety in these. And I won't lie. I've had those moments. Yeah, I have to. There's uh, yeah, been... and, I, and that made me really appreciate uh, She-Hulk. Weirdly <clears throat> enough, I kind of felt that way with Moon Knight, because I really liked everything leading up to the finale, and then I was like, okay, it's a Marvel finale. Yep, kaiju fight and a uh, big CG slugfest with the villain, except they, they did subvert our expectations by just skipping the final fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just no. cut it out of the film. I, I do I do kind of wish that we got to see the um, altered version of events. Um, yeah, I, I would have loved to see how... Oh no, what's his name? What's the third one's name? Third we one. Got the, the third personality. The alter. Uh, oh, we've got Jake. Jake, Jake Lockley. Wait, why, um, why are we? I thought we were talking about She-Hulk again. What's happening? No, we are. I just you you said that you wished we had seen the altered version of events. I wish we had gotten to see in like a post credit how Jake beat all those people. I just really I, that's the only gripe I have against Moon Knight. Anyway, I meant the altered version of events in She-Hulk. Oh, okay. I get what you I get what you're saying now. I thought we were talking about Moon Knight for a second. All right, She-Hulk. Um, we'll, I guess we'll start with episode eight because a lot of cool shit happens in episode eight. Uh, we finally get first. We get Leapfrog. <laughs> this dude's great. Yeah, I love Leapfrog. He's like I hope we see him again because he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, gonna rip it and rip it. 
and immediately injures himself. Immediately injures it, catches himself on fire, yeah. and then the and then the the next time he does it, I can't remember if he does it three or four times, but the he last does. time we hear him do it, he breaks both of his legs yeah, jumping does, out of a window. He does it like twice. <laughs> uh, oh man, I love that guy. We got She Hulk's outfit, and <sighs> I mostly you don't like, like it? it. Here's. Here's my thing. I appreciate what the MCU does <laughs> a lot of times, but not every suit needs panels. They do have an over-designing issue. Yeah. They, they tend to put a lot of unnecessary blocks and lines and polygons on things that don't need to be there. And, and they most definitely did over-design <laughs> Hulk's suit. Um, in in the comics, she has a very simple outfit. It's a singlet with a white stripe up the middle, and then purple on the sides. But her suit in the show has a big black area with like a little thin white stripe and then a, another white stripe beneath it and then you've got purple on the sides but then the shoulders are white but then there's purple underneath the white it's like you you, <clears throat> you took a very simple two color design threw in a third color and then sectioned off the colors in all these different kinds of patterns and uh, again it's this thing where I think we're still sometimes stuck in this rut of designers being a little bit embarrassed to yeah. use the comic book outfit and feeling the need to make it more realistic to give it some kind of um, credibility. And we don't need that. Yeah, Sam Wilson's Captain America suit had panels. But that's because the comic version had panels. Yeah, and, so... and and I'm hoping that with No Way Home and us getting like straight up a comic book Spider-Man costume mm. by the end of that, I'm hoping that might be a little bit of an indication that we're going to start doing the less ridiculously over-designed. Because like the Homecoming suit was like, this is a near-perfect transition to the comic book, but you still put like weird black lines on stuff where there weren't and segmented areas but then this the ending of no way home I'm like that's a comic book that's just yeah that's just what he looks like and so maybe they'll start doing that a my, bit more my other <clears throat> thing with her outfit um okay so i understand for the actress the actual human actress the need to make the outfit end in shorts and not the singlet v yeah um, but I don't know. You could just say it's fucking nano machines. Like, <laughs> just let She-Hulk have the singlet be. Um, and finally, she doesn't have purple gloves. I know that oh, sounds like shit. a weird thing. I didn't even fine. notice that she didn't have purple gloves. That's a good point. I would have <laughs> I, loved to see the purple gloves. I'm, that I'm sure that sounds like a very weird thing for some people to specify, but I just really <laughs> like She-Hulk as a character, and you, we're, we're, when someone's 
power is they punch things really hard, you tend to see their hands a lot. And so yeah, that's true. Me liking She-Hulk a lot and looking at her hands a lot meant that I'm used to a certain way her hands look and not having the purple gloves just seems a little weird to me. That I never would have thought of that. That's interesting. Um, um, I definitely don't mind the the shorts thing. I kind of like the the move away from the I mean, I guess it's not overly revealing, but I get where I get what they're trying to say with that. Um, I don't I don't necessarily dislike the over designs of the uh, the MCU. I mostly dislike that they're bothering to do it and it's causing other people to dislike them. (laughs) So I'm like, can you all just stop doing it? Because you're you're creating more controversy than you need to by over designing these suits. Just just put the one from the comic book on the page. It's fine. Like, I like them in some situations, right? I think it's a matter of people need to figure out when it's necessary to do that and when it's not. She Hulk's outfit is very much a case where you didn't need to change it. Spider Man's is an outfit where you don't need to change it. Yeah. But something like Captain America, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that they changed that. Yeah, it could it could use a little bit more of that segmented design and, um, and kind of what they wings. what they did with their with the red and white stripes was very effective. And not have the wings on the cap is the main thing for me. <laughs> yes, that's a big one. Um, I mean, I love Captain America, but that would have been very fucking silly to see those wings flopping around every time he turned his head. Yep. Uh, so in this episode of She Hulk, we get a lawsuit between. Leapfrog and Luke Jacobson. Uh, Luke Jacobson is always a win when he's on screen. Uh, his, I love his. My work speaks for itself. And then what's that? She's never gonna get another dress from Luke Jacobson ever again. And then rips the dress apart. <laughs> that was good. I like him. Um, and Matt Murdock is the opposing attorney in the case defending luke jacobson it was great this was a great entrance and as soon as he says i apologize for being late i'm struggling to find parking firstly that cracked me up and then he says i'm just kidding my driver got lost <laughs> and, and everyone laughed and was like oh they're gonna hate this yeah those those daredevil is only allowed to be serious and brooding people are gonna hate this yeah because he never told jokes in daredevil not once he never made fun of himself being blind that's for sure Uh, (laughs) i want these people who absolutely stand these specific iterations of characters to actually watch the things that those characters are from that's the big thing they're clearly not watching you are apparently standing the daredevil from the one scene of season three that you watched, which yeah. is which is him being dour and depressed in the basement of a church. We you watched the intro sequence of him talking to the priest, and then you yeah. watched the hallway fights, and then you watched <laughs> that scene of him punching Kingpin and screaming, and you went, "I know Daredevil." Yep, that's exactly what it is. Uh, we got a hallway fight. They didn't. They didn't do the the one shot thing, but we got a hallway fight, and yeah. it made me very happy. I, I do appreciate that um, the She Hulk crew very clearly, if they are not fans, 
they're tapped into the fans. So yeah, they, they constantly make all the references and, and that was a clear sense of like, they knew that we liked the daredevil hallway fight. So they put in a hallway <laughs> fight just for us. Yep. And also here is your periodic canon status check. It's still canon. Yeah. It hasn't changed yet. I'll let you know when it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yet. literally just like, oh yeah, I'm just visiting from Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I'll I'm go visiting back from Hell's Kitchen. I got I to gotta practice, my own practice. It's mostly pro bono, but occasionally I take on a bigger case. I'm like, yep, checks out, checks out, checks out. Okay. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, gosh, and they played the music. Yeah. That Which, little musical thing, like I, that, even it I got me. I wasn't always the biggest. Like I liked the Daredevil show, right? But like I never yeah. watched season three, and um, I wasn't as rabid about it as everyone else was. But you when I heard like, season three, I was just like, it got me, man. I was I was so excited. Gosh, and also like you know, I know we've said it before. But that's the same suit. They've just repainted parts of it. It's like, especially now that I've gotten some really good looks at it throughout the episode, it's the same one. They repainted the helmet and a couple panels of it. But it's the same suit. It's the same material. It has the same silver buttons in exactly the same places, the same collar, the same shape of the helmet. The grooves in the helmet are exactly the same. It's identical. There's like I think the gloves are a little bit different. They've added some some like ring shapes to the gloves that did not used to be there. And that's it. It's the same suit. Yeah. Uh now I would like to to hear how he got to know Luke Jacobson and I I guess maybe he like brought Luke Jacobson the old one and was like can you change this up a bit because bullseye ruined the reputation of my other one um maybe that's what happened i don't know but the fact that we don't know that does not mean it's not canon don't even try <laughs> yeah don't even try and hell like they're making a new daredevil series right they could even yep. explain in episode one like how he got from where he was at the end of season three of the last show to where he got in she hulk yeah. And, and I love that people are like, well, but he's, you know, he's supposed to still be sad. It's like, not if you watch season three. It ends with him being very hopeful and optimistic about the future. It's like, well, he's supposed to be with Karen. It's like, not if you watched the end of season three. He's not with Karen so by the time the show ends. So what season three take place in? Because it hasn't even been like eight years or something. Yes, it's been, it's been at least eight years. Because, well, maybe. Uh, hang on. It either takes place in late 2016. It could take anywhere from late 2016 to the very beginning of 2018. It can, it can take place anywhere in that window. I tend to think that it's earlier in that window, but it doesn't matter. It's 2025. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and also that people are like, well, but where's Melvin Potter? It's like, watch season three he doesn't like or trust melvin potter right now anymore ever again probably they had a big fight <laughs> I, I don't think he's going back to melvin for his suit making uh services so also, it makes I've a lot of that, sense that he's with luke jacobson now also i've heard that melvin's in jail 
Yeah, last we heard, he's in jail. So, yeah, I'm sure he has access to all his materials and. Uh, and yeah, and, and he and he does not have the infinite resources of Wilson Fisk to have gotten out of jail in the last seven years. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah, the canon debate always gets me going. Um, people always, because anytime I like argue with someone about this on Twitter. Uh, they're like, well, at least I'm not claiming to know what will happen. It's like, when did I ever claim to know what will happen? I'm just saying there's an objectively correct answer right now. In fact, they're they're claiming to know what has happened, and you're the one that's claiming. <laughs> yes, not. it's like y'all are all claiming that behind closed doors it's been decided, and we just don't haven't seen it yet that he's not going to be canon and he's going to get rebooted going forward. And I'm like, well, until you see that. You can't assert that as fact. All I know is today he's canon. They also don't seem to like <laughs> that the whole variant thing has um, <laughs> has caused people to start ignoring that typically a good indicator of whether or not something has been rebooted <laughs> is if they do an entire cast change. And yeah, maybe in a Doctor Strange movie, you might see another Doctor Strange played by Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. um, for five minutes. But typically, if you are seeing a different version of a character, it is played by a different actor. They did it with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they didn't do it with J. Jonah Jameson, but that one's a hard one to justify. <laughs> Yeah, like, why do you think people got so thrown off um, <laughs> like Don Cheadle and um, Mark Ruffalo came in? Because it's very hard to reconcile that it's the same character when they look so different. Yeah, a lot of so, people just assumed the Incredible Hulk was no longer canon, but it was. So if you are making a new version of a character to erase an old version from canon, you Hmm. won't use the same fucking actors. It's at least very unlikely. I won't be terribly shocked if that is what happens, but right now I see no reason to think it's going to. Uh, Uh, No, I I think from a marketing decision, uh, like the, the creatives might want to do whatever, but the executives at Disney will be like, no, if it's a new thing, it's a whole new project. Get new people. Yeah, uh, the way I'm seeing it, the fact that the Defender Saga got titled the Defender Saga and put in its own special category right under the Infinity Saga um, on Disney+, Plus, that makes me think, yeah, they're deliberately marketing this as part of the same world. Um, but... Yeah, you know, if episode one of Born Again comes out and he's meeting a Foggy Nelson played by a new actor that he's clearly never met before in 2025, then yeah, okay, sure. That's removal from canon. I, but that, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. It's extremely simple. When, when you're watching something and the first episode literally says that it's part of the MCU, you should assume <laughs> that the series is part of the MCU. They yeah. did that with Daredevil. They did yeah. that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hell, they even just did it with Werewolf by Night, which I just saw. Like, 
they will tell you they're going to tell the you the same world and and like i guess i can i can kind of understand the argument that well marvel television made references to make it seem like it's an mcu but the movies never made references so it's so it's not a two-way connection i'm like okay but who made the movies kevin feige feige said they're canon <laughs> Oh, it's like that immediately destroys the whole argument. No way home didn't mention fucking Thor. I guess it's a different world. Shut the fuck Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, what reference? I I I remember someone posted, and I thought it was really funny that when Tony, uh, when Downey shows up in uh, Incredible Hulk. It's like, well, that guy didn't mention anything about being held in a cave by terrorists, so oh these God. must not be the same Tony Stark. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I think I think some of these people are stupid, and they <laughs> they think that in order for a cameo to have legitimacy, they have to run through a checklist of references, mm-hmm. and I don't think they understand how human beings speak. Yeah, because if I come to you on this episode of Phantom Optimists and I'm like, hey, it's me, Blue. Remember that time when we did an episode about uh, fucking, I can't think of any of the episodes that you and I have done. But if I just start <laughs> mentioning episodes that you and I were on together to be like, this is all to confirm that I am not a multiversal variant. Like, oh, well, this blue didn't mention the time that we covered Daredevil on Cape Corner. This must not be the same blue. This blue didn't... <laughs> this blue doesn't even seem upset by the fact that he got <laughs> held hostage by Jordan that one time. Uh, <laughs> when, so... Joker, when the Joker possessed Jordan. <laughs> So it just doesn't. Uh, I I don't understand how fucking uh, half a year later they could be okay with each other. I don't understand how time or human relationship works. <laughs> I have to assume that this is multiversal situations going on because there's no other explanation. <laughs> oh lord! By the way, what do you think of the the new suit now that you've gotten to see it in in full action? The new color scheme. What, the yellow and red? Yeah. Um, it's gross. She was right. It's oh, I'm so sad. I, th- I think it's great. I really like the, the goldish helmet look and everything. It's a great look. Uh, and, it's, and it's refreshing. And it's, it's a cool homage to his first appearance. It's refreshing, <clears throat> but that doesn't make it good. <laughs> That was very funny when she says, I think it's very daring to pick mustard and ketchup as your color scheme. I was right there with her. I don't like red and yellow as <laughs> color scheme. That shit reminds me of McDonald's. My single favorite line that Matt Murdock has in that entire episode is when he, she's saying we can play this off as a temporary episode of Mania. And he says, temporary insanity is is kind of dicey, but it could work. I'd play this as an expression of undiagnosed PTSD. And the, the leapfrog goes, wait, so the ninja devil guy is also a lawyer? And he goes, oh, no. I'm just a huge fan of law crime, you know, procedurals or whatever he says. Legal, drama, <laughs> Legal dramas, that was it. Um, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then, uh, I, I really, okay, one of the reasons I like She-Hulk is that, mm-hmm. again, she she tends to be a very um, 
uh, what what's what's the word? Uh, confident and uh, assertive kind of character. Uh, yeah, and she's one of the ones that's always been like, you know, women don't be afraid to like, you know, be proud of your sexuality and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. that's always been a big thing is slut shaming women. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just appreciate that they're sitting up on the billboard and. You know, it, they very clearly have like each other and, you know, they're, they're like flirting a little bit. And um, she's like, when do you leave? And he's like, tomorrow. And, and you see, he's trying to be like the gentleman. He's like, um, well, you know, maybe next time I come through, we can have dinner. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Or. Or. <laughs> and it just cuts. <laughs> and then they fuck. Yeah. And she's like, let's just skip all that shit. I'm horny. You're horny. Let's do it. <laughs> made me so happy also uh, uh another point against the this show hates men category matt murdoch yeah. <laughs> it's he's, it's like universally no, the beloved show, the show doesn't hate men you just aren't paying attention i find it so <laughs> funny that he did the walk of shame in the daredevil suit in broad daylight yeah oh that was great and he's whistling yeah, <laughs> that made it better. Yeah, oh. <laughs> he's carrying his boots. Yeah, that was a great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, so good. It's so good. Um, and then we got some of my favorite fourth wall breaking. Currently, my second favorite fourth wall breaking of the series, uh, which was her starting to draw attention to the structure of the show. Which I, I liked because so far it's been like little comments about who's showing up or, oh, I don't know if the audience is going to remember this guy previously on this guy. That was funny. Um, but then this like threw me off because they used it to narratively build tension when she says, wait, why are you still here? The, the episode should be over. What's going on? Why are we still going? You know, it's, it's like, this is great because now I'm concerned. That the episode is still going. I wouldn't have thought anything of it, but she told me to be concerned that the episode's still going. Yeah. Very Um, good. So, speaking of being concerned, the the intelligentsia thing struck at the end of the episode, and I gotta tell you, I met a dude who is clearly one of the guys that they're mocking with intelligentsia. Mm -hmm. Um, in a YouTube comment section because um, that's where they live. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I found <laughs> it on a video of again some pick me chick uh, complaining about uh, <laughs> She-Hulk being oh god fucking whatever. Right. Um, I am I am unable to even click on those videos. I can't do it. I hate the negativity. I just I just never even click. <laughs> yeah. I I looked at it just to make sure that it was one of those kinds of videos before I clicked the <laughs> recommend channel. Um, uh, very good. But uh, on that video, somebody was talking about like, you know, how they, like, like it was a more neutral guy at first was like, <clears throat> you know, I, I think she went a little far, but I guess I do understand getting upset about, you know, the situation that she was mm-hmm. in. And this dude comes in and is like, all intelligence did was uh, reveal She-Hulk for who she is. So I don't understand why she's getting angry. And I'm just here like, 
They're revealing her sex tape to the public, you fucking nonce. My God. If if you had your naked body blasted for your friends and family and the nation to see, I'm pretty sure you would also get pissed off. Yeah. Not to mention that uh, they were sharing her fucking browser history. You would definitely lose your mind. <laughs> if people could see your browser history. I would lose if, my mind, especially if this is being shared not just at some random event, but in an event with your family, coworkers, mm-hmm. potential future employers, the entire community of the field that you work in. This is not some small event. This is a horrific violation of privacy real talk the thing that i found the most forced in this entire series mm-hmm. more so than everybody freaking out when emil transformed into abomination when he was in his jail cell to be mm-hmm. like yeah, i'm in control even more than that was the fact that she destroyed the screens and everyone was like <laughs> no, because if I was in the audience and I saw all that shit playing, I'd be like, Jen, like, yeah, good for you. Fucking screens. Like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I'd have taken them down if I had the power to. Yeah, no, like, legitimately, as soon as that shit started playing, like the, the sex tape shit, I was like, punch the screens, break them, destroy them. Fucking, it, they're all, they're on the background. Like, could somebody turn this off? Yeah, she can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really like that when she gets outside and there's, I guess, I guess it's damage control. The soldiers out there with their big weird weapons pointing at her. I assume it's supposed to be damage control. And she looks right at the camera. And I was like expecting her to go, oh shit, or something. And her not saying anything (laughs) made it just brutal. It's very well done. Alright, now we can talk about what I've been really eager to talk about. Episode 9. They episode did the 9! They did it! <laughs> they made the episode 9! The 70s! In a freak accident with her cousin Bruce Banner. Got a dose of gamma-infused blood. And now she is... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the Savage She-Hulk. And they did the fucking, like, dumbing angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Also, I went and checked. It is a shot-for-shot identical remake of the actual 70s opening. Oh, I didn't need to check. I knew that. (laughs) I've seen the 70s opening enough times. It was so good. Like, like, as soon as I saw the crowbar in the rain, I was like, yeah. Yep, there you go. Perfect. Um, And then it's a dream, and she is in prison, which, that was fast. That was very fast conviction process for being imprisoned for for, for breaking for some relatively showing. minor property damage yeah <laughs> breaking tv screens that were showing your fucking um like leaked nudes and shit and uh and grabbing one of the weird robed guys that clearly did it <laughs> yeah and, and it's yeah. all just because she was roaring at what I get that the world has PTSD with the Hulk. I understand mm-hmm. that. But she has never done anything the way the Hulk has. And given that all that shit was, as we just said, minor and understandable, I I would probably not be so quick to be like, we need to arrest this bitch. 
Yep. So. Yeah, that was that was very weird. And then they uh, broke my heart with the terms of her um, being released, or that she has to wear the inhibitor uh, thing. That hey, made me. I so have a sad. question. Yeah. What's the fucking point of an inhibitor that can be easily broken by a normal human being? <laughs> because at that point, it's just putting her on the honor system to not transform. Which you can do just by having her be on the honor system and not transform. Yeah, I guess it's that they can. T- well, I guess they didn't pick up on it with Blonsky, but I don't know if he transformed that time. The only thing that they picked up on was that the inhibitor, like, like they they got a weird signal, right? Yeah, they got a weird signal. But I don't. I mean, did he transform and then transform back and make it well, look like he'd never? Um, I don't know. From what we gather from um, episode nine, the event in, what was it, episode seven or six or whatever, uh, where his ankle thing was broken is probably because he did a guest speak as Abomination. Yeah, it's probably true. Um, Yeah, then it's entirely on the honor system. And that's very strange. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking like you could make that shit a little bit more heavy duty. Like I think ankle monitors in real life are really hard to get off. Yeah. Like I think you need a special key to get them off. Otherwise you need to fucking weld it and that shit's right next to your ankle. So good luck with that. Yeah. You probably don't want to do that. Um, then we have uh, the Intel. We have, uh, Nikki uh, bribes, not bribes. Um, what's the, what was the word? Bates, the uh, Hulk King, into inviting her to a special secret event with Intelligentsia. And that was a big brain play on her part. That was fucking cool. And then she and I love that she says, "Jen, please forgive me," because <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, this is this is damaging, but you're doing it for a really good cause." Yeah. Um, and uh, and then she has to get Pug to do it. And Pug is, other than Daredevil, if he counts, Pug is my favorite male character on this show. Yeah, Pug He's, is so fun. Great. I like, I like that he had to really put an effort to be gross because he's just a genuinely nice guy he's like I yeah we're just going okay come on pug come on come on pug be gross be gross uh, and, the, and then and he the, walks over and goes females am i right the, that, that was the best look i've had that rant a couple of times um whether it's on <laughs> corner on here i can't remember but i've always said guys who refer to women as females are mm-hmm. specifically trying to dehumanize them. If you yeah. say female or male of something, you are referring to it as if it is a type of species. Right? Whether like, they know that they, that's what they're trying to do or not, because there are people who I think just do see women as not quite the same well, that's <laughs> as men. And, and they're like, well, no, I'm not dehumanizing her. I just, she's a female. And I'm like, no, you, you don't get it. Like that is clearly your subconscious. Yeah. You, <laughs> doing you some shit. Doing maliciously, but you are programmed to dehumanize women. And yes. in America, we are literally raised to believe that men and women are completely different kinds of beings that cannot mm-hmm. understand each other. Every fucking 
marriage-based sitcom is all about how the husband and wife fucking hate each other. Yeah. And uh, every, every like romance thing or women's self-empowerment thing is always like, the man is just there for sex and the woman wants something different and the, the two can't reconcile that. And the, the woman needs to learn, oh, she doesn't need, you know, men because they just are horny little limbs. <laughs> hey, sometimes men want love. Sometimes women want fuck. Sometimes both <laughs> men and women have shared interests. Sometimes they can form genuine connections. They're both people. And as long as as long as you refer to them as females, mm-hmm. you are you are that's the same way that you would refer to like a cow. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a cow, not a bull. It's a female. Or you're referring to fucking snakes or rats. You are yeah. referring to an animal by a by a scientific classification to keep a separation from you, a person mm-hmm. and this creature. And you are doing that with women. And I know that you're doing it with women because if you weren't calling them females, you would be calling them women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that this show, by the way, just with just with men and women can have genuine connections and it doesn't have to be and you can break genuine. This show does a great job of all of that, like where we have Pug and Nikki's little adventure to get their uh, their counterfeit Avengers merchandise. The image of them, so cute. The image of them in the counterfeit <laughs> outfits will always be burned into my mind. As it's like, like it's principal. one of my favorite scenes of this whole show. And he's so excited to be holding all this merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pug. Uh, and I love that Pug is is like taking notes live from Nikki where, where he goes, hey, did, did she sleep with Holloway? And, and she goes, say yes. He goes, yes. He kind of says it very flatly. And then she goes, no, say it like you're angry. And he goes, yes. Yeah, and it pisses me off. <laughs> he's so good. Did you notice that he's, even, Pug. he's even styled his hair? Uh, to have the couple little like bang fringes because it's uh, like, here. I did not notice that, and that's great. It's just a little <laughs> subtle change to be like, yeah, I'm a scumbag. That is so good. I love Pug. <laughs> um, he's just he's so sweet, and he finds it so hard to be this gross, and it was really funny. I like I I've hit a point where I feel like I would be similar to Pug in that kind of situation mm. where I'm just like I don't want to do this. Do I have like, to? Shit, do I have to say it like this? Um, <laughs> I love that. Come on, Pug, be gross. Yeah, <laughs> that that just floored me, man. It's good. Uh, yeah, and then this scene goes completely off the rails. We discover that Todd is Hulk King. A lot of people saw that coming. I didn't think he would be Hulk King, but I, I knew for sure he was Intelligentsia. Yeah. Um, but uh, good call, anyone who guessed that he is Hulk King. And uh, then She-Hulk shows, and they, they got me when she's talking to Wrecking Ball? Is Wrecker. it Wrecking Ball? Wrecker. Well, I keep doing that. It's Thunderball. Yeah. Right? Thunderball and Wrecker. I keep doing that. Thunderball, I'm Wrecker, sorry, Wrecker. Thunderball, <laughs> Wrecker, Pile Driver, and Bulldozer. I'm sorry, Wrecker. You seem like a good dude. You don't deserve to have your name butchered like that. I was fully totally expecting him to like be trying to give her drugged tea or some shit, but then yeah, he he's, just, he's just like, I kind of miss the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. 
Bless you. And he's and they really got me when she says, I really need to talk to Emil. He's the only one who explicitly knows exactly what I'm going through. Do you know where he is? And he goes, yeah, he's down at the lodge. There's some private event. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I was like, no, no, you know, I was so proud of Emil. You know what's really funny? Um, mm-hmm. I picked up on this was happening at the resort. And then I convinced myself that it wasn't. Because How'd you pick up on it? When when Pug and um, Nikki pulled in, they pulled out front of like a big gated area, and it there was like woods in the middle of nowhere outside of that. I was like, "Is this the resort?" Oh, very good. I was like, "Could I?" Resort? And then when they went in, uh, and then it was showing scenes with uh, Jen in the resort. I was like, <clears> "Okay, <throat> no, I guess they're in two different areas." I was, yeah, that was silly, stupid. That was oh, that was so good. And then now I can't tell. What do you think? D- is is Emil just that fucked up, or did he not totally understand what intelligentsia is? And he's just like, I've been invited to be a life coach speaker. I'll go do it. I think, That's fine. I think because um... the fact that he picks up Jen when Todd tries to go after, and he's like, "Watch out, Jen!" And he's like trying to protect her. I'm like, okay, so he doesn't hate She Hulk. And, I, I think he's just he wants to make profit and he's yeah. going to throw away his personal beliefs for money which is scummy but he doesn't hate women he doesn't hate Jen and he's just like yeah I'll go and give a couple lines about how don't let people tell you what to do or whatever and you know which is bad life advice but yeah I think he Generally, when he's doing something not for profit, he likes giving good life advice. He does like trying to be like this guru, but he he's he's a money grubber a little bit, mm-hmm. and and he is willing to um, break the rules. So it, it's less about I want to repay my debt to society and more I want to make money off of society. Yeah. So he's so he's kind of sleazy, but he's not. A he's bad not, person. He's not evil. Yeah. He's not hateful and misogynistic. He's just kind of a sleaze and has weak moral values. I think that's where I landed on. Him. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, like, that's fair enough. Because like his story of how like he he got fucked over in the events of the Incredible Hulk, that all makes sense. But at the same time, he was already a military man, and I yeah. have views on the military. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. So, so he that's did shoot Emil. a dog. That's true. It was a tranquilizer, but he did shoot a dog. <laughs> um, he he did not kill the dog, as far as we know. But that was still just a really dick move that made me hate him immediately. Are you sure it was a tranquilizer? Because it was silenced, but it could also just have been a silenced weapon. I I guess I don't know for sure because we never see but, that dog again. Yeah, we don't know for sure. But the only rounds that were fired in the 30 seconds leading up to that were tranquilizer rounds. Because they, they were shooting at, the, at, at what they thought was Bruce. And that was all tranquilizer rounds. And then he turns and shoots the dog because it's annoying but, him. But so was he I, one of the people shooting those tranquilizer rounds? I should go rewatch the movie. <laughs> You've convinced me to rewatch The Incredible Hulk just to yeah. find out if he killed that dog. <laughs> I always I'm pretty sure that he just fucking killed it with a silence weapon. I'm pretty sure he didn't. I maybe that's just me wanting to be like 
to be able to see him as a sympathetic slide into evil insanity when he becomes abomination, but maybe he did. I don't know. Okay, again, I think he was, he was more of a morally shaky person to begin with. And the, the procedure of events in the movie made him go full fucking crazy. And then in the what, 10 years or whatever, since then uh, he's, he's, he's chilled out, to, like recover from that. And been like, that was really, <sighs> fucked up. Um, yeah. I want to do better. Um, but maybe in some place in the back of his head, he's like, I also haven't been able to like succeed or profit or anything in the entire time I've been in prison. So as soon as I'm out, I want to start like getting my due. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I will accept that as, as a possible, uh, outcome. I still don't think he killed the dog, but I will, I will double check. <laughs> you know what, everyone, all two of you, uh, check out, check out our next episode. Because I will have an answer for you. I will, I will double check and, and update you on our next episode. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to have to go figure out how to go watch that movie. I have the DVD somewhere. I Didn't um, it pop up on Disney Plus recently? or am I, I don't think it's on Disney Plus. I think it's only available on DVD, which reminds me that I did not bring the DVD with me when I moved. I have to go get it. I know they've been gradually adding more and more stuff. Um <laughs> from the mcu since because like, yeah i think the only things that they don't have are the things that they can't yeah. which uh, which is the spider-man movies and it might still extend to the incredible hulk because that is technically owned by universal uh, i'm not sure yet i'll have to go double check i'm pretty sure it's not up there though anyway so the part that everybody wants us to talk about is uh her using panel jumping yeah so first so right before she does that uh i just i love how they did go full mcu third act it's like oh shit all these super powered people we've been meeting are just showing up and wreaking havoc titania busts through a wall for apparently no reason i have no idea why she's here no idea what she wants she still wound up being there at the end yeah, that was funny. And then and then Hulk crashes through the ceiling. And I'm like, okay, how the fuck? Because, like, six hours ago, Jen couldn't reach him because he was in space. I was like, how, how, did, how did he know to come here? What's going on? Why is he here? And Todd has turned into a freakish Hulk monster. And he's full dude bro <laughs> about his Hulk monster. So- and... It's funny because last night I was explaining to my housemates because they they don't watch the MCU they've never seen any of these movies so mm-hmm. I was that's shocking to me I was it's shocking that, to me that anyone can have missed all of them yeah I mean they're not like they like my one friend's a hunter and uh, he he's like a closet nerd like I was always his outlet <laughs> for him to do nerdy shit when we yeah. were kids uh, like. I'm the one that introduced him to Magic the Gathering, and now that's his biggest hobby. <laughs> um, but, like, they, they've never just been into superheroes, and they they, they haven't known... It, like, last night, Werewolf by Night was the, la- the first MCU thing they saw. And I oh, was, that's like, cool. I was like, I hope this shows you that superhero is not a genre. That it, they can be anything. This was a horror movie. Um, mm. But, um... Uh... I had to explain to them, like, there are some complaints online that all of the Marvel stuff kind of ends the same way. And one of the big factors is that 
whether by design or by theft, the villain has the same power as the hero. Yep. And uh, so as soon as Todd was like, I've got the blood, I'm going to be a Hulk, I was like hoping like, okay, but even maybe though it's kill him. blood, maybe it's not integrated properly, so it'll just fuck him up. But no, he turned into a Hulk, and I was just like, God damn it. Yeah, I, I had been thinking that the blood plot line was going to be like the, the kind of, we were going to drop it during the big intelligentsia stuff, and it was just going to be about exposing her, and then you were going to have like a post-credit of like, oh, also, the leader has the blood, and he's going to do something horrible with it. I thought it was in the next red herring where it was going to be that he would inject himself with the blood and he'd go to the hospital. Oh, that would have been so good. I would have loved that. And I thought that when, when he said, I'm going to inject it, I was like, oh, he's going to fucking die. Yeah, I, I wanted <laughs> him to be defeated by his own hubris. Yeah, but then it worked. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense based on what you told me earlier in the well, show. It, it kind of like, does is now... because they said they specifically synthesized it from her blood and her yeah. body has the enzymes to break it down. That's true. Okay. But I was like, okay, so this is a dumb convoluted plot development. And then, and then I love that abomination picks her up to get her out of the way of Todd. And then Holt comes in and it's like, you let go of my cousin. And I was like, Oh no, there's a misunderstanding. That's even weaker writing. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. And then I love that that uh, Jen just turns to the camera and goes, "Is this working for you? Like this is weird, right?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, it is weird. What's going on?" And then, then they made me think that my app broke. <laughs> they just abruptly switched back to the Disney Plus menu. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, what?" And then you hear Jen going, you think this menu is going to stop me? I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Just immediate switch. As soon as I heard her voice coming through the Disney Plus menu, I'm like, okay. Full on classic panel jumping, fourth wall breaking. Brilliant. Like that's something that she's done in the comics is that she's leapt out of one panel to another panel on the page. Yeah, to, to essentially teleport from from their perspective, they don't know how the fuck she got there. She was just <laughs> there all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and she's just like Marvel assembled. That'll that'll work. Marvel <laughs> so, that was so good because I was like, I, I was like, oh, can she just pick? I was like, could she just show up in the final act of Shang Chi if she wanted to? So what's great is that. Um, <laughs> In some way, okay, so people pointed out that the other Marvel character with fourth wall breaking ability is Deadpool, and mm-hmm. that She-Hulk did do it first, but yep. Deadpool is more well known for it. Um, one of the most famous instances of Deadpool breaking the fourth wall was that he traveled to the quote-unquote real world, and now She-Hulk has done that too, because she went to fucking Disney Studios, went to the writing team of She-Hulk, and they're just like, hey... Hey, and she's like, "What the fuck is the deal with the final episode?" Yeah, like this is bad and dumb, and and I love that they go, "Well, it's Kevin's idea." I was like, "Fuck no!" Are they gonna do it? Are we gonna see our Lord and Savior Kevin Feige show up on the the final boss of She Hulk? I was like, "If the final boss of She Hulk winds up being Kevin Goddamn Feige, that would be the best." And in a way, it is. Um, they've just 
represented him with an AI. It, it's, but, it's like GLaDOS, but yeah, it, it has a little it has a little thing above the camera eyes, which definitely looks like the visor of his hat. It looks exactly like the hat that Kevin Feige is constantly wearing a hat. It even folds his little robot hands the way he does. Oh my god, that's true. I didn't really pick up on that. I also love when she goes up to talk with Kevin. She goes, I need to speak with Kevin. He goes, okay, sign our NDA. She like scrolls through it and she signs it. He presses the alarm. She goes, why, why did you make me sign the NDA if you were just going to do that? He goes, I don't know. Everyone has to sign the NDA. That's peak, peak fourth wall breaking brilliance. And of course, she just like walks through these guards and like yeah. kind of brutalizes them because they can't do anything against her. And yeah, and, nothing. Like broke the drywall against the one guy's head. And like you see them after she continues walking, like they try to stand up and then they fall <laughs> back down. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, you have a concussion. <laughs> and then she walks in and we get this big room with scenes from all the movies playing. It's the room where they make the intro. Yeah. And you actually hear a little bit of Giacchino's Marvel fanfare uh, play in there, which was awesome. Uh, that, that really warmed my heart because I get real happy every time I hear it. It's become like the Star Wars theme now for me, for like a Pavlovian, oh, here we go, this is going to be great response in my brain. Yeah. Just just hearing that bum 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 I was like, oh <laughs> Marvel. Have you seen that meme going around right now? Yes. <laughs> and then Kevin shows up, which was oh, what was it? It was like knowledge enhanced vision. Integrated, integrated nexus nexus that was it <laughs> i was like <laughs> appropriate the good good acronym uh good uh acronym? oh what well, <laughs> i googled kevin acronym and i got keepers of the eternal vigilance of the islamic nation <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> not the one that i was looking for that's i don't think that was it um mcu MCU. Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnectivity Nexus. Interconnectivity Nexus. That's what we missed. Okay. Um, this is brilliant when it's like, yeah, but this is how it should end. She's like, no, no, look, Todd shouldn't have the blood. That's dumb and lazy. And he goes, all right, we'll erase the, the blood plot. And he just on screen reverts back into normal Todd. Uh, Oh, I also love the, can you please turn back into Jen? You are very expensive. <laughs> yeah. And then she starts doing it. He's like, no, no, wait until the camera's off of you. Yeah, and you have to wait until, because the, the, yeah, the visual effects team has moved on to the next project. Now, this did annoy me a little bit, just because there's been all the stuff coming out lately. About the visual effects team, yeah. I, I about like, how awful they treat their visual effects teams. And I'm like, like ah, you yeah, shouldn't have made a joke about them. You shouldn't have made a joke about them. That was... That was bad. Granted, you probably wrote and filmed this joke long before the news story came out, and I guess you didn't expect people to know how badly you treat your VFX team. But yeah. uh, that's a bad that's a bad joke. See, see, there are things you can criticize about about stuff without being a dick and a misogynist. Internet, you can, <laughs> you can criticize stuff. I don't like that joke. I think that was in poor taste. It was funny had they not been mistreating their VFX team. 
If they didn't mistreat them, that would be a great joke, but whatever. Um, I'll, I'll move past it. Hopefully the publicity of it makes them think about treating their VFX team a little bit better, I hope. Please. I hope they treat them better. Anyway, very yeah. funny. You're too expensive. <laughs> you have to turn back into Jen. And then she convinces uh, him to remove uh, Hulk Todd from the scene and then remove Hulk from the scene. And I love where he goes, yeah, but he's supposed to explain what he was doing. And she goes, no, save it. And he goes, but we were going to introduce. She goes, save it. Save it for the movie. <laughs> I was like, it's great. They did it anyway. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, gosh, what else, what else happens here? This, there was a lot of crazy shit. Oh, yeah, turn off Abomination. And, and he reverts back into Tim Roth on the screen. Uh, no, no, I think that she was just like, I just want him to like face accountability for his yeah, actions. yeah, and um, oh, that's true, that might have been what it was. And oh gosh, this scene is just so creative. And she gives like a big speech about how you don't need to end all of these the same way, this you don't, you don't have to, you can be creative with it. And do something new. Uh, I thought that was very cool. Yeah, because with her, like, it, it makes sense in her series because it has been largely a combination of law, procedural, and like relationship based um, story of like her coming to terms with her new double life as She Hulk and all this stuff. And it's been a superhero thing, second. Mm hmm. So, it shouldn't end as a mainly superhero thing. Yeah. And I really like that. Um, oh, I also really like where he says, is there anything else? And she goes, wouldn't mind seeing Daredevil again. A woman has needs. <laughs> it's like, well played. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh, I'm so happy that they, that I, they did that. Well, wait. What, what was what was the thing? Oh yeah, as she was, as she started asking a whole bunch of questions uh, of Kevin, and one of them was like, "When are we going to see the X Men?" And she looked in the camera and gave him a big over the top wink. Yeah, and then he just goes, "I can't tell you that." <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "See you on the big screen, Jen." She goes, "Wait, really?" He goes, "No." And his little camera eyes narrowed when he's like, "No." It's brilliant. I love it. And then, so she goes back into the scene, and yeah, okay, so this is what you were talking about earlier. You wish you had seen that alternate version that she wrote actually play out. Yeah. Um, instead, we just cut right <clears throat> to the end of it. Uh, like, I mean, obviously, She-Hulk in a room full of normal guys who uh, aren't able to use uh, <laughs> Hulk blood uh, uh uh, like, like I want to know how, how, this affected events of the series. Like, I want to know for the the, the quote unquote canon of it, right? Um, yeah, like, like, did they, they steal her blood? Blood. Um, did he try to use the Hulk blood and it just fizzled? Like nothing happened. Um, uh, yeah. Did I, we I, did I, we erase the entire plot where they steal the blood? Did that like not happen now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I want to know, like, was Josh even a thing uh, now? Um, why was Titania there? 
Yeah, I still don't know that. That was I wish they had explained why she was there. Um I like I guess abomination I could see her just being like, dude, what the fuck? You know you're gonna get in trouble for this. And he's just mm-hmm. like, Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I did love when Titania bursts bursts through the wall and Nikki goes, Does that bitch ever use a door? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great. Spot on. Um <laughs> Nikki is uh, one of the best girls in this series, second only to, um, what's your name? Um, I don't know who we're talking about. It's not about. where you think. Oh, no. Madison, my Thank God. Thank you. I was Madison with Allison two N's and one Y, but it's not where you think. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh, yeah, Next okay, yeah, see, I agree. Next time we see Wong, <laughs> we better see her. I ship it. I do. I genuinely do. I think he's like 30 years older than her, but it's fine. Yeah, you know. It's magic. Um, Um, Yeah, gosh. It's other than not explaining some things, she just jumps back in. I do, yeah, I do wish they had shown us the new ending that she wrote and how that plays out, but oh well. And then I love that Daredevil, like, auto-spawns in thin air, basically, <laughs> because there's yeah. nowhere he could have jumped from. He reality spawned right there because of her weird reality bending fourth wall breaking. <laughs> yeah. And he just like drops down out of nowhere because I'm here to help. She goes, Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> so instead, he uh, joins her little fucking family picnic. And okay, the thing that completely took me out, uh, I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> well, wait. Fucking Scar shows up. Yeah, you didn't need to do that. You, you didn't. You didn't need to do that. It I was mean, much funnier. It was much funnier when they did it in the fourth wall break. When Kevin goes, "Well, we're supposed to introduce," and she goes, "Nope, save it for the movie." I'm like, I wish they had listened to that because him saying I, we're supposed to introduce, I got it. But I, I any like... any comic book fan was like, oh, Scar. No, that's who I they're wasn't. supposed to introduce. Don't speak for me. I didn't know what they were going to introduce. So, oh, see, I was like, well, he got called back to Sakar. I was like, and he's, I guess, bringing someone back because he's supposed to show up and introduce someone. And I'm like, but, I guess it's his son. But I assumed that, like, okay, <clears throat> Scar in. I can't speak for every version of the story, but in the, in the version of his story that I'm aware of came from the future. Um, okay. And uh, he's basically Trunks. He comes from the future with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, I had been picturing it as like, we know that time is really weird on Sakaar because he, because like the Grand Master okay. tells us on any other planet, I'd be thousands of years old. And like when Thor gets there, Loki got there like four seconds before him, but he's apparently been there for several weeks when we actually get there. I I was getting ready to say, because it's only been, you know, like six or seven years or something since uh, Ragnarok. But yeah, that that makes sense why he could be a young adult already. Um, Yeah, time is weird on Sakaar. Still, like I, I saw it as like Kevin being like, Fuck you, Jen. You don't you don't make the show. I do. That's true. I'll, That's I'll okay. Take, I'll take some of your ideas, but Fair I'm enough. going to assert that I'm in charge at the end. I will accept that as the 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 reason that they did that. 
I still wish they had waited to introduce Scar until something else because it did take away from this cathartic ending for Jen's uh, story here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, now I'm just thinking about that. I wanted to think about how happy Jen is right now. Uh, but that was fun. I remember a lot of people were like, what the fuck is up with Scar's haircut? And then someone pointed out that we do know who the barber is on uh, Scar. <laughs> yeah. And I imagine that would create that kind of haircut. Am I the that only one fun. that really liked Thor's Ragnarok haircut? Like, better, I love it. Better it's great. than his long hair? Yeah, I love it. I think it looks great. Yeah. Uh, gosh, this is a good show. I like She-Hulk. It's very funny. It had a great ending. I do wish we had seen the new written ending play out, but doing the panel jumping and fourth wall breaking stuff, very true to the character. Very fun. Uh, oof. What was I just thinking about? I really like that Daredevil's just there. He's just Matt hanging out <laughs> at, the, yeah. at the family barbecue or whatever it is. The, the and, parents talking about making babies and shit. And yep. They're just like, whoa. whoa they're trying that. to figure out how much he makes so they can figure out if, if they should date. And it was cute. And uh, is that where it ends? Does it just end with, this is my son, Scar? Uh, I feel like I it did. I think so. And then we get a post credit of um, Wong uh, getting Emil out of prison again. Yeah. Oh, and and I did love the one callback where it's just like, uh, how's like the food situation work? It's like, oh, it's kind of like a we all share thing. It's like, yeah, oh, what about Wi-Fi? Yeah, we have Wi-Fi. Yeah, we have Wi-Fi. That I, I that broke me. <laughs> it's like Marvel's ability to reference very small things like several years apart is so damn funny to me and shambhala shambhala that's one of the things they do the best Uh, that's on par with like when ant-man in in the game is like wait we still have another portal and he presses the button and you hear that that i was like yeah peak callback level brilliance Yep. I love that kind of thing. That's, I guess that's it. I guess that's She-Hulk. Daredevil was in it. That was cool. It's just very notable that we got to see him again. She-Hulk was awesome. Jen was awesome. Uh, I keep seeing, and I completely agree, that the most poorly written thing about She-Hulk is that they kept trying to convince me that no one wants to date Tatiana Maslany. I was like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. She seems great as Jen. Why doesn't anyone like Jen? Yeah, I mean, she's a fucking famous, uh, uh, like rich lawyer. Like, you, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Look, okay, uh, allow me to address a real world issue real quick. The dating scene is, um, simultaneously much easier and uh, more perilous for women than it is for men. See, with women in the dating scene, you can get hundreds of Mm -hmm. potential matches a day, even if you're like 
average looking, right? Yeah. Um, granted, a large number of those are shitty and potentially dangerous people. Yep. But for men, I, I'm on a dating app. I maybe get a match from a woman uh, once every, I don't know, uh, week. Yeah, that sounds and, like a, a a roughly average uh, experience. So sounds about like what I went through. So the all I'm saying is, if you're Jen and you're on a dating app, and like it, granted, no, 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 all the guys that she got, she got a She-Hulk. She didn't. Get yeah, they they showed us she got like no people. matches as Jen. I'm like, how? <laughs> how? How does a, a a quirky rich lawyer who looks like Tatiana Maslany get no matches? Yeah, <laughs> especially when she likes the MCU. <laughs> yes, she's clearly a fan. <laughs> she... <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god, it is so funny that she's able to reference like just stuff about the MCU. She talks like a fan does. Yeah, I need to see her have a conversation with Deadpool. Yeah, I need it. I need that in the Deadpool three movie. Yeah. I mean, oh, by it, the way, we got a we got a Hugh Jackman. That's a thing that we haven't gotten to mention yet on um, the Fandom Optimists. Hey, I'm gonna make a statement uh, that will probably cry out heresy. Um, I don't want that. You don't want that. I don't want that. This is surprising to me. Um, I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but I said goodbye to him in Logan. Okay, and, fair enough. And fair enough. You, this was not only something that could ruin Logan for me, um, which was one of the best Marvel movies ever, but uh, it also takes away my opportunity to see somebody else portray Wolverine. Again, I like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, but I was excited to see a 5'3 little <laughs> uh, hairy, gross man. Uh, now, be- I do think, with regard to that one, I do think this is a one-off. I don't think we're going to be like, oh, and then when the X-Men show up, it'll be Hugh Jackman. I'm betting this is a one-off, and then going forward, they recast a Wolverine. Because this is going to be like, well, this is what he looks like in that universe. And Deadpool still knows him from that universe. And then when we meet Logan in the MCU on the 616, theoretically, universe, um, he'll look different. I hope. I hope that's what we're going for, that we're going to recast when we get to the actual MCU movies. Uh, but also the, uh, the ruining Logan, I've never understood that, uh, that, that argument for it. Because I'm just like, yeah, that happened. It wrecked me emotionally. <laughs> and... And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'd, I'd love to see him again. I can still go rewatch that movie. And also that it's, you know, timeline stuff and whatever. Um, but but the, the problem is that <clears throat> timeline arguments don't apply to our real world where we have a singular timeline. And Logan wasn't just supposed to be a send-off for a version of this character in this singular story. It was supposed to be a send-off of this actor portraying this character that we as real people had been seeing for what was it, like uh, 16 years at the time. And That's fair enough. Hugh Jackman had said that 
it was going to be his final portrayal of the character and he wanted it to be a big conclusion and uh, an emotional send-off and Mm -hmm. for the fans um and so yeah logan still exists and in a void i can still go watch it and get emotionally wrecked but now after this happens with deadpool 3 whenever i go to watch logan in the future i'll always think but it's not really the last time i see him and that takes away some of the emotional gravitas it also reminds me that disney is a fucking conglomerate that's not genuine and doesn't care about art because <laughs> they they can backpedal on this shit to make extra money whenever they want that's and fair enough i it. i do really like that in i can't remember if this is in the theatrical deadpool 2 or in the extended cut deadpool 2 it was it's in one of them where he goes back to uh x-men origins and yeah. kills that bizarre deadpool he and does that fine. in both, but I can't remember in which one he says this line where he says, he says, by the way, one day he goes, he goes, one day you're going to hang up the claws and it's going to make a lot of people very sad. But then eventually your old pal Wade is going to show up asking you to pick them back up and you better say yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. Mm. <laughs> they made that come true. Um. <clears throat> I, I was also fine with that scene, by the way, because it was just old footage. It's not yeah. like they reshot anything for that. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, like again, I'm just like it. I think okay. The the best way I can put it is it makes me feel lied to. Like I, if you ever have had a big emotional goodbye with somebody, if they're like, let's say your best friend is moving away to another country and. You know, you, you like throw a party for them and you hug them and you have a big tearful <laughs> farewell. And then next week they're like, I'm back. You're just, and it's, it's going to like feel like a punch in the chest. You're just going to be like, what the fuck? <clears throat> That's fair enough. I, I don't agree with that feeling, but I can't tell you you're wrong for feeling it. No, I'm not it makes a, right. It makes that. a lot of sense. <laughs> um, you, you really don't feel the least bit irritated no i'm like i'm like yeah that's that was a beautiful movie i'd always been i was sad that i wouldn't get to see any more hugh jackman but i'm like now if they if they start deadpool 3 if deadpool 3 is like set in the same time as logan and they undo the death then i'm annoyed then i'm like okay but he died and you kind of remove the stakes of the sacrifice in the story if you have, you know, Deadpool shows up with whatever Marvel's equivalent of Lazarus Pit is, I don't know, <laughs> if there is one, and is like, yep, okay, come with, come with me, Logan. <laughs> then I'm going to be like, okay, that was dumb. I mean, I guess it's a Deadpool movie, so I'd be like, I wouldn't be shocked if they did something dumb. Uh, but I'm like, no, I've always, you know, you can see Hugh Jackman again. That's cool. I still have this very beautiful uh, send-off and I can kind of, partly because it's set later, I can treat that as the real send-off of the character. And I'm like, oh, bonus! Bonus Hugh Jackman! <laughs> Get a bonus Hugh Jackman later. Is kind of how I'm looking at it. I don't know. I just can't... Like, you have to be completely in the mindset of 
the way things work in the fictional world to be able to buy into that. You have to be like, oh, if you got plucked out of the timeline or whatever, but I'm at least partially grounded in the real world when I think of this stuff. I know that they didn't film this shit and do this shit before he died. I know that they did the big epic final acts of Wolverine and then went, now let's make more money off of him, play him again. <laughs> and it, it, I will not be looking at Wolverine in Deadpool 3 with strictly the mindset of, yeah, this is just something that happened before he died or, you know, Deadpool tampered with whatever. And therefore my, my big emotional catharsis of Logan is still completely intact. No, I'm going to go. They, they damaged, they might not have destroyed the emotions I felt in Logan. Like you said, I can rewatch Logan whenever I want, but they did dampen how strongly I will be able to feel those emotions so does this apply at all to toby Maguire and andrew garfield or does it have to be a deliberate ending for it to create this emotional scenario for you because with toby Maguire and andrew garfield they they didn't die it wasn't like their yeah it was just an ending thing It, it was just like their movie ended and it was strongly implied that their adventures would continue and now i got to see the continuation of their adventures but okay that's fair enough someone's death is the culmination of their life choices and their ideals and comic books like to take away death a lot but barring a few specific instances like jason todd or whatever i think removal of death weakens stories whether that in the overall nature of the story or if it's just like character's personal journey and um like if it's a bullshit death like where they got fucking sniped from far away or whatever like captain america and it wasn't like they made a stand they made decisions and led them here then that's one thing but logan was extremely personal he chose to go out the way that he did So if they do an alternate Earth Robert Downey Jr., how would you feel about that? If it's not, it's not the same Iron Man. It's not the one that made the sacrifice play, but it is bringing back an actor who we'd all had to tearfully say goodbye to. If it's bringing back Robert Downey Jr., I'm still going to feel cheated. Okay. Um, Like, even if, like, the only way I could ever even remotely be accepting is if they did the shit that they did in the comics where Tony left an AI of himself. And if you have that be like a hologram image of Robert Downey Jr. or whatever. Interesting. Even that would leave a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, but I'd be more accepting of that. Okay, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting distinction because I'd see those in exactly the same light of like, Well, it's just, it's kind of like with the, um, it's kind of like with the Agent Coulson thing. Like, it's, it's a little bit murkier for me when you start getting into the territory of an artificial reconstruction of the character versus the character Mm themselves. 
Um, Coulson was in season seven, but he was only in season seven as a reconstruction of the Coulson who died. Yeah. And while that was, you know, it, it, it was like, man, I went through this big emotional thing of him dying in season five, but at the same time, that leads this version of Coulson to struggle with his own identity and grapple with the idea of being of a copy of someone else who died. And, and because he went through similar emotions to what I was going through, I was more accepting of that Coulson. And so I can't rule out that I'll be more accepting of AI Tony Stark. Interesting. But, but yeah, I would still rather not see Robert Downey Jr. come back to play Tony Stark. Okay. When, when you have an ending of a character that impactful, if you ever do the character again, I would like it to be someone new. Okay, that's interesting. I'm excited. <laughs> but, but, but you're not. Um, all right, let's... let's uh, Let's. By the way, thank you, uh, dear two listeners, if you've listened to our now routine um, Jordan and Blue talk about something completely irrelevant for a half hour <laughs> segment of, of the podcast. We're turning this into a running bit. They, uh, they know what they signed up for. Last time it was religion. At least this time it was marginally related to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so, so She-Hulk, do, have you got any closing, any closing thoughts for She-Hulk? Um, if we ever get more She-Hulk and I hope we do um, let her be more muscly uh, fair enough simplify her outfit fair enough um, and pay your goddamn CG people preach <laughs> and, that's like I want to do a little, little snappy thing that um, <laughs> Pug and Nikki were doing Oh, by the way, I loved that. That's just one final thing to throw in. I loved when it was, so what's it like being a female lawyer or a woman lawyer or whatever he said? I think it was female lawyer. And and she goes, it's twice the work, half the recognition, and people are constantly asking you what it's like to be a female lawyer. I was like, that was good. Yeah. At the, <laughs> at the end of her thing when um, she was like, if you, if you mess with um, the innocent, I'm coming for you. And he's like, you mean in the court of law or as a superhero? And she thinks for a second, and she's like, both. And then he's like, who are you wearing to court today? And she's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> that was the best possible. I think, oh, that was the real ending. And that, that was the best possible ending. That was perfect. That's exactly how you need to end a She-Hulk origin story series. Yeah. Perfect. All right, yeah. I love it. I, you know, same notes as you. You know, could have used some more muscles, could have used some less uh, uh, overly designed costume. Ultimately, I don't care. I had fun. It was great. Can't wait for season two if there is one. I hope that Kevin was lying about not putting her on the big screen because I would love to see her in Avengers hope, Kang Dynasty. I hope that that was just like him being angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to see her in Avengers Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, which has been delayed. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're finally starting to treat their VFX teams better and they're delaying some stuff. Yeah. Maybe. If there's one language that um, Disney speaks, it's money. And if they are afraid that 
the news breaking out of how they treat their VFX team will cost them, they will invest more in the VFX team. I hope. All right. That's all I've got for She-Hulk. You good? I'm good. All right. Well, yeah, good show. Uh, un- until next time, y'all, we-, we will probably do a kind of bonus episode this week to apologize for the sporadic schedule for the last few weeks. Uh, tomorrow, we will be recording a Werewolf by Night episode. If it's not tomorrow, it'll be next week. Don't worry about it. We'll do it. It'll be okay. <laughs> That'll be the next episode of the Fandom Optimists. Until next time, never apologize for loving your fandom and try to stay optimistic. I'll talk to you next time. I want to fuck She-Hulk. <laughs>